On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I finish off week 17, and then we go into our full playoff preview, starting with the wild card and going round by round, giving our predictions. No segments this week. All right, let's go. Episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Old. Kevin, how we doing? I feel like I say this every week, but I uh, really yeah. can't complain. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, I've had uh, worse seasons, that's for sure. Yeah. How are, yeah. Uh, are, are you just, are you glad that it's over? Or are you kind of, the, the Eagles have rescued you from Mount Doom, you can just forget about this? sail off um, into the sunset it yeah it, it's it's a little it's nice uh that the the season's over you know i, I do mm-hmm. feel a little bit like frodo just kind of sitting there just like it's done it's well, cause, over cause, like, like i mean i guess you'd oh. probably rather be the bears and have you know like the the a little million to one shot yeah but yeah. i don't think that you know, because by all accounts, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but, you know, a team like the Bears, almost 100% chance they don't end up going home with anything significant. And so it's like, now you get to kind of just at least relax a little bit, you know, like, right. you don't have to be and, so and, on edge. You know, I, I think it's it's nice to the way, you know, we ended the season on a win. So we're going to, this this episode, I as I mentioned before in the intro, that it's going to be a little different. We're basically only going to be talking about our games, mine. I won't have a whole lot to talk about, but this kind of is like my season recap kind of a thing. Um, since Kevin's team's still playing, he won't necessarily be doing that. Um, so just going right into this, I mean, obviously this game had no implications. The only thing really at stake was maybe a couple, spo- like a couple spots in the draft order, but really mm-hmm. not much. I think the best we could have moved up from was like, I think we're at 14 and I think the best we could have got up to is nine. If every single thing went right, mm-hmm. either way, we were probably looking at 12 to 14. I mean, really not much wiggle room. And at that point, are you really missing out a whole lot? Not really. Cause you look at the draft order and the teams around us don't really have the same needs as us. Yeah. I was going to so, say at that point it becomes very situational and you know, you're not just picking the, the top four or five guys at the top of the draft that are just kind of the unanimous you know, freaks, the most talented prospects. I mean, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at being at like 12 or 14, but it's not a big difference right. at that point. No, and, and I think, yeah, we the the only thing is that we could have possibly done, so we finished the season at 7 and 9. You know, had we lost, we'd been 6 and 10. We would have been at the 10 spot, I believe. I think we would have basically we just been where Dallas is, and they would have obviously been down one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, with Denver losing, Carolina losing, obviously we Carolina didn't matter because we beat them, and then Detroit obviously we would kind of be sitting there. I guess we'd flop maybe with Detroit, but we, like I said, best we could do is nine. And you look at it like would the San Francisco, the Chargers, the Giants, Dallas, do they need to be taking interior linemen or defensive linemen? Probably not. So it's like it's not really hurting us to be at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, seven and nine, 
I don't know why. I think, well, we talked about it a little bit, looks significantly better than six and 10. Yeah. Like it's that double digit loss. It's, and I know it's, it's only one game, brains. but it looks yeah. massive. Yeah. The difference so, between I don't know. like seven and nine and six and 10 is way bigger than the difference between six and 10 and five and 11. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I, and I think, you know, it's hard because the way the, the bears got in, you know, they, they backed their way into the playoffs with the Cardinals uh, just they, they backed their way in with their like pants around their ankles falling into the toilet. You know, like that's you back their way in sounds a little too uh, distinguished for what they did. But yeah. But yeah. And, I, and I mean, they they ended up having to they they showed some, you know, some decent progress, obviously not great last week against you guys, but um, their their offense looked good, granted, at like against terrible defenses. But still, like it, it showed better. They were, they were much. They had life to them when they didn't, mm-hmm. when they were in their tailspin in the midseason. And so I, I'm, I'm glad we went out with a win, especially over the Lions. I mean, that would suck to, to, to lose that. I mean, the way it, it was really close. But well, so I, I don't want to be I mean, that Dalvin guy. Play but and, you know, I've been, I've been fielding a lot of accusations for. Uh, let me check my notes. My entire life that the referees favor the Packers. Do you want to talk about that roughing the passer call? The one call. It one feels call so good to be able to throw the, this you have the entire back. season. <laughs> when you've had the entire season of it. And they're literally, the rule was created because of your glass collarbone quarterback. Don't, don't even, don't even start with me on this. Like, that rule is terrible. But, but, I, so terrible are you out call. here defending the call, or are you saying that no, it was the no, right no, no. call? No, 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 that's or a like terrible what? call. Okay. That's a terrible call for them to throw that. Mm-hmm. The fact that it did, I was like, oh, that's amazing, wow. But what I'm saying is that that's been the case all season long. It is so impossible to be, play defense now in the NFL. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but they set a new uh, – we shattered the total league-wide points record by the way. Mm-hmm. So there was 12,692 points scored this regular season. Highest scored ever. That beat the previous mark by more than 700 points back in 2013. Wow. I mean, I, it, it's, it's so impossible to play defense now. There's flags at anything and there's no real consistency. It's like we've talked about it all season long. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just that, that is ridiculous. And I know that with the pandemic and with no off season or very short off season, no preseason offense was going to be better just because, you know, they know the plays and like it's, it, they it's just better suited for a not much prep. Yeah. You're not defense. reacting. You are attacking. Yeah. 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 And so, and we always knew that there'd be a little bit of an uptick, but I mean, you look across the board, every quarterback is having career years. I mean, it's uh, Tom Brady threw four, 40 touchdowns at 43 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there was three, I think three quarterbacks that had like 40 touchdowns in which is usually you might get one, you mm-hmm. might get one. And like the fact it just, it is what it is. Um, I really hope it doesn't stick this way next year because defense is a very important and fun part of football. If, if I don't want I had just to put turn money into on like it. arena football. Yeah, if I had to put money on it, I'd say that there will be, you know, like every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The league kind of works the same way. I mean, 
you know, the answer, and I mean, this is both on offense, but the answer to, you know, like airing it out way more than, you know, traditionally speaking. And once that kind of falls out of vogue and defenses react, and then you have, you know, like a McVeigh style run heavy offense. I mean, things kind of ebb and flow. And so I have a feeling that I don't know about an officiating standpoint, but I have a feeling that next season we're not going to break the record again, you know? I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I just can't see that that'd be possible. I mean, it's, yeah. it would be, be remarkable. Um, so, you know, I, like I said, this year, you can't really, uh, the offense played great. And especially in that second half of the year, I mean, here's Cousins started the gear through his first six games. He had 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Since then, how he finished the season, 24 touchdowns and three picks. Those three interceptions, two of them came off deflections off the receiver, and the other one of them was on a Hail Mary at the end of the Bears game. Um, I, I mean, he had a season turnaround, which is great. Um, Jefferson, obviously, setting the uh, rookie record, beating Anquan Boldens, uh, with virtually not starting or not really playing for the first two weeks. Um, that's even more impressive where he had six total targets in the first two weeks um, and only 66 yards or 70 yards. Um, and it with 1400, a lot of positives I can take away. And it, it is what it is. You know, we had a, such a crapshoot of people on defense, especially the second half of the year. Like I, we're not going to see a lot of these guys on the field again. And I may, there was a good point made on uh, K fan, on the radio here where they were mentioning that a lot of the guys that played on defense, like they had over 800 snaps any other season. They're not sniffing 300. I mean, it's the, it is what it is. And I think it's going to be better next year, whatever. I mean, I mean, it's definitely going to be better next year, you know? Yeah. I don't think that I'm going to predict, you know, a return to the Vikings defense of, you know, three or four years ago. That was, yeah, yeah, that was just a force to be reckoned with. But at the same time, I, I, I mean, Zimmer's too good of a coach. You know, like you said, there's going to be a lot of turnover and the, the literal yeah. players on the defense. Hopefully, they get a, a traditional offseason. I, I can't imagine they're this bad again two years in a well, row. Well, and. It- and it's it's hard because like Zimmer probably has one of the more complex defensive schemes, especially on the secondary. And so when you throw in a bunch of new guys and on linebackers that are practice squad, not even rookies, but like guys that are fighting to make a team, um, and you throw them in trying to have them work in that scheme, Zimmer has to dial things back. Like it, it, you know he can't he can't do what's successful. And so it's it's you know. Uh, it's an do you, anomaly. Do you regret uh, losing? Uh, fuck, what was his name? The lineman. That you were really excited about. Griffin. No, 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 no. The one you traded to the Ravens. Oh, Yannick and Gakwe. Yeah. No. Um, I, I don't, I don't think so because I mean, the hype around him went from zero to sixty to zero, and I, I have some. Well, whiplash. because yeah, the, in his his biggest issue was he didn't he didn't buy into the scheme. He just kept he kept trying to do his own thing. And Art, he want he's a pure pass rusher, which is good, which is fine. But linemen here in Minnesota, they have to be an all-around lineman. Like you're out there, you if you're gonna be on the field for the passing downs, you got to be out there and for the running downs too. You can't just take those plays off, which he would do. He wouldn't 
He would not mm-hmm. try as hard. Like the 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 effort was lacking on those plays on first and second down, and so it's like it's not going to fly. And it's it's unfortunate, but at the same time, like you know, it is what it is. We took a mo- we took it, and then it just when the offense wasn't clicking and our defense was really not good. When we fell into a one in five hole, I don't blame them for trading him. Um, you know, it was a whiff, it was a miss, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I mean, okay, we ended fair. the year. This is our third highest scoring season in team history. Um, it's just unfortunate. This is also our third highest uh, scored against in team history. So, <laughs> uh, it's it sucks that we kind of wasted that, but you like to think that we'd have this, we're going to have the same pieces uh, back next year. The only difference now is we might not have the same guy calling. So that's not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Kubiak rumored, apparently sources close to him are saying that he's leaning towards retirement, uh, which, you know, he's been in the, he's been coaching for four decades. So like, uh, and he's retired once before. Um, it just sucks because it's like, I don't want to have to have a sixth, offensive coordinator in like six years so speaking of retirement uh on the other side of the ball what what do you th- you think ap is done he you know seven for 63 and a touchdown averaging nine yards a carry this game which great i think a lot no, of that I was mean, on one long 38 run, on still, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that that run it was a vintage run by him so that was kind of fun to see i mean he'll probably come back next year just like on vet minimums He's well, got to pay, you know, he's drinking the like the Frank Gore, the Frank Gore, like Kool-Aid oh, yeah, or something like that. I don't, I don't really understand what's wrong with those guys. Like, it's, yeah, it's I mean, insane. You got Todd Gurley out I, here with his arthritis at like age 25 yeah. or whatever. And you got AP and Frank Gore collecting AARP checks and, you know, still playing football. It's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, I think it, uh, I, I don't know. I want to I don't, I don't want him to retire. I, I don't really have a problem with him. Um, I think it would be nice if he wanted to, when he retired eventually to sign like a one day contract with us, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it was, it was some positive. Going to the hall of fame with a Vikings Jersey and a Redskins Jersey and a, uh, Lions Jersey. He's just not going to have a Saints in there. Oh fuck. Forgot about that. Yeah. And we went right after us. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, no. And so. You know, Kirk end of the year as the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, which is cool. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I Like I said last week, if the right guy is there at 14, meaning, you know, someone that could we could Fields, draft and basically. sit. No, uh, Zach Wilson is who I would have. Oh, that's I don't who you like, Okay, I was going to say, I don't think Fields that's is going to be there. That's, yeah. that's my, my dream candidate there, but... Trey Lance very well could be. I don't really trust him. I don't know. I know he's really young. I know he's only twenty. But someone, if you want, if one of those guys is there, I would not be mad if we took him because we're not going to get the same value for interior offensive linemen at fourteen that we would that we could easily just trade back for. Or you know, they're just Wyatt Davis is great for Ohio State, but he's not good enough to take a fourteen. Mm-hmm. So like, if we stay there, just take best player available. Whether that's an edge, whether that's a receiver, whether that's a, you know, what, who's ever the best available, just take that. Because we've tried too many times where we reach for guys because it's immediate need and we miss out on some major dudes that we could have. I don't know. You can find people everywhere in the draft. So, I, yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, we'll have plenty of time to discuss that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, it is what it is. The season, I knew it'd be, you know, seven and nine after starting one and five. Okay. I mean, I guess it's unfortunate that we could have easily gotten the playoffs if we just beat the Bears. Um, I mean, any of our one possession games, if they just flipped up one way. Yeah, this is this is the point in the season where you kind of look back and agonize, sucks. you know, all over like the, the Cowboys game. Details. That sucks. Make mm-hmm. one stop. The Bears game. You guys could have just punch. removed all the watermelons from the, you know, Dallas area. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of, you know, Mike McCarthy in a hot sweat, just running to grocery stores like, do you do you have one? Do we have what, Mike? Oh, watermelon. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to yours. <laughs> I don't really have much to talk about on this one. I don't know. Um, but it's, this, this was, this was fun. Uh, same old, same old, it's the same old, same old kind of a hot start. Not even like a necessarily a hot start though. Cause they didn't score in the first quarter. Cause they were driving in the first quarter. There was only like one and a half drives in the whole quarter. It was very slow. You could tell the bears were trying to, you know, dramatically slow the pace of play and keep the ball away from Rogers. And it worked until it didn't. The Bears are a frustrating team because their running attack is actually pretty decent and their passing attack is a running attack in that everything starts within two yards of the line of scrimmage. Like it's I I, and I texted you this. It was it was hilarious. The timing of I texted you like I don't think I think Trubisky's average depth of target is like point five yards. And right as I said (laughs) that he he threw a bomb to Mooney, which was like his only ten plus yard pass of the entire game that he was able to. And you were on his stream. You were on his stream, and I was watching. Yeah, I was was delayed. (laughs) Yeah, you were like, "Are you sure about that?" I'm like, "Oh shit, what just (laughs) happened?" But uh, but yeah, I mean, every I have never seen an offense like the Bears, that is so scared of itself, of its quarterback. Like, you can tell. And every once in a while, they'd sneak out and, you know, they'd attempt a 15-yard pass, and Trubisky would just sail it over the dude's head or, you know, lead him too far or throw a pick like he did at the end of the game. It's it's bizarre to see because you can tell that Matt Nagy really thinks that Trubisky sucks and does not believe in him at all but knows that he's still the better option between him and Foles. So they Absolutely. just have to make this work, which ends up being, you know, just just smash David Montgomery, you know, over and over and over and over again. And they'll go for it on fourth down. They'll get, you know, three yards every down, which if you do the math and you go for it on third and, or fourth and one, you'll get it every time. And so it's frustrating. Um, let's see. Uh I, I, I was at the grocery store the other day. I saw Allen Robinson on a uh, carton of milk. He got completely shut out by uh, Jair. I mean, he had two for 37, but he was a complete non-factor. Um, legend says that A.J. Dillon played last week, but we'll never know if it was just a snowplow, you know, mirage and wearing a Packers uniform because he had one carry for three yards. So maybe he's like... The heavy attack in a video game, you really got to charge up for 15 weeks and then you let him out <laughs> once. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll come into play when it when there's you know playoff games at Lambeau and starts to snow and stuff like that. Um, other than that, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I think Rogers solidified his MVP 
case, I, I don't see a way you could give it to somebody else. Derrick Henry deserves a nod for the 2,000-yard season, but... He'll probably get Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he probably will. I imagine. Um, yeah, I, I think he will just for that the 2,000-yard stat that he was able to put together this week. Um, Devontae Adams broke the franchise receptions record and tied the franchise touchdowns in a season record after missing two and a half games, which is just crazy. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling ended the day right where he started. When he caught that long touchdown, my dad texted me MVS plus one. And then later on, he texted me MVS back to even. <laughs> he giveth and he taketh away. And that is the law of MVS. You can't, you can't MVS. catch it when he's too open. It's, no. It's, it if is he, shocking. If he has more than two yards of separation and no safety over the top, he is useless. He has bricks for hands. If he is yeah. double covered, jump ball in the end zone, has to outmuscle a guy, he's gold. He'll get that every single time. It is the most bizarre thing I've ever witnessed. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I don't know how to put it in words. So, I mean, you know, kind of the same stories before, and the Bears, you know, fall ass backwards into the playoffs. But I was really glad the Packers got to lock up the one seed because I'm pretty sure that. The way that the Saints and the Seahawks games played out, they would have been the three had they not won this game. Yeah, I, think, I mean that is I think gigantic. Right. Yeah, the difference between yeah. going on the road a to New Orleans, but b especially to Seattle versus playing those teams at home. You know, and I know that home field doesn't mean quite as much this season because of the lack of fans, but I still think it's a pretty significant upgrade. So I'm happy, and yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy I get a week off. Yeah, I bet you're happy. <laughs> Are you uh, happy for me? I, I, no, I'm not happy for you. <laughs> I, I'm happy. I see. The thing is, I'm just get. I'm oh, by the time your team gives you heartbreak, I'll be over it. I'm gonna be like, oh wow, late to the party here, aren't we? I just get to enjoy my off season a little longer than you do. So that's that's what it is. Well, I mean, depending on what happens, I could also enjoy the off season. Eh. We'll see. Um, I want before we go into our uh, full wildcard preview, I just want to give a shout out to Howie Roseman. I forgot to mention this because it's not a Vikings guy, but it's about a Vikings player. So Howie Roseman is the GM for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. He's notorious for him really wanting JJ Arcego Whiteside over a DK Metcalf a couple years ago. He is also he is also very notorious for choosing Jalen Rieger, one spot right before Justin Jefferson. Oh, dear. Um, so he, he uh, someone asked him about it, and his reasoning for drafting Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson, here's his quote. Obviously, Jefferson had a great year. Our heads aren't in the sand. We spent a lot of time looking at him, but Jalen is very young. Sometimes guys hit later in their career. He's only 22. It's like um, uh, Howie, Justin Jefferson's 21 years old. Uh, hmm. He's a year younger. Hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, I, uh, I, if you're an Eagles fan, I mean, I guess they have they won a championship, so they can't or a Super Bowl, so I guess they will always have that. But then they've just been further and further into obscurity. Yeah, that's a um, tough look. Uh, I mean, speaking of real quick, the NFC East, do you want to talk about a little bit about, uh, you know, the kind of the hot button issue everyone was talking about after uh, Sunday night football? 
Yeah. So uh, this is we'll talk really because I think we might be on the same boat here. Um, so the the Eagles were playing the Washington football team. Uh, Washington wins. They're in. They win their division. If they lose, the Giants get in at six and ten. Mm-hmm. They would get in at Should six and ten. And uh, about half midway through the game, uh, or about at halftime, the second half, the Eagles suddenly change or take out Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts at this point wasn't having like a great game, but it was a one score game. I mean, it was. It was or a one-score game, it was, it was and Carson 17, Wentz at half. Yeah, Carson Wentz wasn't suited up either, so it's not like they benched him for the other, you know, quote unquote starter. No, they benched so him when for he was benched, God, what was that dude's name? Nate uh, something hilarious. Sudfeld. Yeah, Nate, Nate, Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. So Jalen Hurts at that point was seven of twenty, seventy-two yards and interception, uh, but he ran for eight carries, thirty-four yards, and two touchdowns. They were down seventeen to fourteen at half. Well. Second half comes and I see that Jalen Hurts is on the field. I'm like, why is why is he not out there? Did he get hurt? And no, no, he was benched intentionally uh, for Nate Sudfeld, who would proceed to go five of 12, 32 yards, and a pick. Uh, he also you, ran for it, it's, an, it's an ugly stat line. It was uglier to watch that five yeah. of 12, 32, and you know, pick. Uh, it, it was it was the worst 32 I've ever seen. It was bad. I mean, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. They they didn't score a single point. I think their longest drive in the second half ended up being 30 yards. Eight plays, 30 yards. That resulted in a punt. They, uh, Yikes. Yeah, they just got on the other side of midfield. So, uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, and, and, um, and so after this happened, you know, people, all the Giants – you know, fans, players, and people in the media kind of calling out uh, Doug Peterson for basically, you know, throwing the game and, you know, in essence, costing them a shot at the playoffs. And so I don't know about you, but I mean, on one hand, I think what Doug Peterson did, it's, it's gross. It's icky. You know, it's, I don't like when teams rest their starters and it's not like a chief situation where you have the one seed locked up or even the Steelers where you're just like, yeah, we're not going to get it. So what I, you know, you, there's no, you're doing it for a safety reason. I think there's a huge difference between doing that and intentionally tanking to get a good draft pick. And the added yeah. wrinkle is that you did it in the middle of the game. So like everyone could see yeah. what you were doing. There's no plausible deniability. You could have said, Oh, you know, Jalen's got a twisted ankle. You know, he, he slipped in the shower. And so now, you know, we're going to we're going to start Nate. But you didn't do that. You like kind of tried and then said, fuck it and took him out. And I just think that's gross. And having said that, win more than six games, New York. I have no sympathy for you guys. I just think that the tank was gross. I don't think that you have been slighted. Yeah. And Is that kind of where you're I at? I don't like. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement there. Like, I don't. I, I'm very much in the camp. You play to win the game. Like, mm-hmm. you, you should try to win every game. I don't think that you should actively, I don't think the NFL is, is, should ever endorse tanking. Um, well, and I think that if this you know, wasn't I, a primetime game, there wouldn't have been nearly the outrage, you know? 
Because everyone was sitting there watching it. And then it it ruined the last game of the season for us, you know, too. Yeah. We're mad about that. And and I think football is different in that way because because it's not like basketball where tanking is very much a thing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Because but that's just because you know there's only five players on the court at a time. Whereas football, you got you know there's 22 starters mm-hmm. and, and way know, more guys than that to get on the field. 11 guys on the field mm-hmm. per side of the ball each time. So it's it's a lot less of an impact. And I know quarterback is quarterback, but at the same time, like the Eagles aren't looking for a quarterback. Uh, I mean, and, and also like, you're you're evaluating Jalen Hurts, you know, like yeah. you're so you're so high in the draft at this point that you could grab somebody. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I think he's been a notable upgrade from Carson Wentz. But I think that's more of Absolutely. an indictment on Wentz than, you know, an endorsement of Hurts. So, yeah, I, I feel like it would have been more helpful. I mean, you know, that Nate Sudfeld is not the guy, I guess, if you didn't know that already. He's. He's not. Well, because he's played before. <laughs> he he played black, like when when Carson Wentz was out and mm-hmm. like and like Foles was hurt. Like he he's played and he's not been good. No. He's never been good. And so I just it's bad. And like Giants fans get over it. Like I I remember I don't know if you remember, but when Michael Strahan set the all time sack record against the Packers. Um, yeah, that was also season, that's another icky moment. That's Brett Favre like rolls out and just kind of falls down to him and like mm-hmm. and he was like it in it celebrating with them and like yeah I'm like that's just a weird like don't don't do that well like, yeah it's like if uh, I was Michael Strahan in that situation I'd be like dude what the hell like I wanted to get this yeah. and now it's forever yeah. tainted yeah I just I don't know I just think like it's it's a weird little thing but you play um, to win the game yeah all right. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, our our wild card preview and playoff preview. All right, we're gonna it's recap here. Time. We're gonna talk about our updated. We're gonna say our updated playoff picks and see how right we are. Okay. okay so, do you want to start and go through your AFC? That might be the best way to do it. Yeah. So my my midseason is I said the Chiefs at one, Steelers at two, Bills at three. Titans at four, and then Ravens, Dolphins, and Colts round out the five, six, seven. Um, and you know we have the the Chiefs were the one, the Bills ended up being the two, and the Steelers are at the three. So just flopping those. Titans were four, so I was right there. Ravens were five, I was around that one. Six, the one I waffled at was the Dolph was the 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 Dolphins and the Browns, and I didn't believe in the Browns. I'm sorry. But at the well, same time, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the yeah. Browns. You probably, you know, yeah. you're and only Browns, a week off. But... Browns ended up being the six, but then the Colts were seven. So I did actually pretty good on my AFC side. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, if we want to do my AFC quarters. real quick, it's it's the same yep. uh, the same teams minus one. So it's uh, mine went Chiefs, Steelers, Titans, Bills as the four division winners. So kind of like you, right teams, wrong order, uh, still had Chiefs number one. And then I had Ravens five, Dolphins six, and Browns seven. So swap out the uh, the Dolphins and the Colts, and uh, you know you got the right teams. The Dolphins. Yeah. We just, just believe too much in the Dolphins. Well, I mean, I didn't think what would happen this week would happen to them. So that's. I think because if I they win that game, liked... I think they're in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they they just needed yeah they needed some help and with the Colts winning and the Browns winning. 
and the Ravens going on their tear that just kind of made that tie. So they're just sitting at home at 10 and six, which sucks, but yeah, it does, but is what it is. So more or less, you know, pretty, pretty, I'd say it's pretty much the same accuracy that you had with it. You know, one team out, it's some, some order flipping, but not anything too major. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to just go through our, the AFC side and then we'll talk about the NFC second? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. So, all right. All right. So our full AFC, uh, we start off on Saturday. We have the Colts going to the Bills. Uh, the, yep, yep, yep. Sorry, I mixed that up. For so a second, I thought the, you said Bills going to Colts. I was like, that's not correct. No. Uh, the number seven Colts traveling to the number two Bills. Uh, the line right now is Buffalo's six and a half point favorite over under 51. I have the Bills winning this by, I don't, you know, we, I don't have scores, but I, I think this could be a multiple score game. I I, yeah, I think I think the Bills will win this. I think the Bills will cover whatever the line is, and I believe I heard that they will be letting. I don't think full capacity, obviously, but they will be letting a significant number of Bills fans into the stadium for this game. Oh which, boy! If true, you know, Bills by a thousand. I I really yeah. don't see a way. Philip Rivers outside in the cold. I, I just don't buy it. Yeah. Um, all right, second AFC game is we get a rematch. Uh, Ravens at Titans. The number five Ravens going to the number four Titans. Uh, Baltimore is a three and a half point away favorite, over under fifty four and a half. And I have I have the Ravens getting the revenge this year. I uh, I also I just do don't, too, and it I just, it really depends. I think the Titans could win this game. Whereas, you know, I don't think the Colts have a very realistic shot. I think the Titans very much could win the this game. This is the hardest game for me to, to These decide. These are the two most I, I volatile the teams, game. I think, in the yeah. AFC, where it's like the Ravens have looked terrible. The Ravens have struggled against really bad teams. And so the Titans, and on the flip side, both of these teams have also looked unbeatable you know when the titans go off yeah. and they score you know 50 points and you know vice versa the ravens just get rushing touchdowns to everyone i just i have more faith in the ravens offense as it stands today against the titans defense which is objectively very yeah. bad than the opposite i don't believe that I, the titans will exactly. have as much success yeah because the, the ravens defense has been the second half of the year very really good I mean, very, very good. Back yeah. to what they should have been. And um, meanwhile, the Titans' defense is letting anybody and everybody score. Mm-hmm. You can't stop anything. And it's all going to come down to, um, you know, if Derrick Henry can be effective, if he gets bottled up, they're dead, dead in the water. Mm-hmm. But if he's effective, it's going to have to come down to Ryan Tannehill making the throws that he needs to make when it's he's called gonna, upon. It, I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but it's going to come down to the quarterback. It's going to come down to Tannehill yeah. making the throws that, you know, the Ravens defense is going to force him to make. Because they will, to a certain extent, you know, blunt the force of Derrick Henry a little bit. They're a good defense. Yeah. And so Tannehill is going to be required. And on the flip side, Lamar is just so – he defies, you know, computation. He defines you, – you just can't – figure out what he's going to give you on any given he's an anomaly i mean he he's he is the ultimate like random factor Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're going to get with him which is crazy because he just won the he's the reigning mvp yeah but like he's been far from it but this this stretch since that browns game where he came back with a cramp 
Um, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he's been back to what he needs yeah, to be, and it's it's a weird thing. And you know, he pooped all. I don't the, know. He pooped all the bad football energy out, and then now yeah, he's been great. I guess. And so maybe he was just severely constipated for most of the season. I don't know. Well, and something interesting but, too about the Ravens. Did you know that? You know, they run a bunch of plays that look like option plays, but they're not. They're yeah. like they're often like uh, Roman. He calls like, you know, the, the, it, it looks like an op- or like a read option. But really, Lamar is getting the ball or, you know, J.K. Dobbins is getting the ball. And that's just decided upon regardless. There's no read involved. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. I don't think the Titans are going to be able to stop anything like that. Yeah, he's just I. <sighs> I don't know. Vrabel's gonna have his hands full. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've 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 handled them the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know they they've been able to do it. And the Titans, you know, we doubted the Titans last year. Look what happened. They almost they had the Chiefs by the balls in the mm-hmm. AFC Championship game until Patrick Mahomes was like, all right, I want to win this game. So like yeah. I just yeah. I don't so know. I mean, having said that, I so my pick, I think your pick as well would be the Ravens. Yeah. But having yep. said that. I I mean this this is the hardest one I think of all the games that I had to pick. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um all right, last AFC wildcard game is the number 6 Browns going to Pittsburgh against the number 3 Steelers. So this is obviously our third game between them. Uh the line is 6 points for the uh Steelers. Over/unders only 47 and a half. This one I literally I have an asterisk by just because I really, really, really would like to pick the Browns, mm-hmm. but because that Stefanski won't be able to be there, I I have to go. I'm going with the Steelers. I just if, yeah. If the Browns weren't, I don't know how you can COVID, not choose that. Yeah. yeah. If, the, if the Browns weren't needy oh. in COVID, I think I would pick the Browns here because I think that you know they're a more cohesive unit when they're all together, but they're not a cohesive unit when. You know their head coach and a bunch of other players and staff yeah. can't be in the it's stadium. Thing, like he's their he's their play caller too. So it's like, mm-hmm. and Stefanski should be coach of the year. Um, I, I think he will be. Yeah. Um, and say what you will about I, Baker. I mean, he's had a nice season. I think he's bounced back from you know a truly bad oh, season he had last season. Yeah. But he is not the kind of quarterback that has the experience, the knowledge, or anything like that. He's still very young in his career, and so. You know, he he needs Stefanski there calling the plays. He does not have and it's the, against the a game very good IQ. defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were if they were playing like a Titans or or, or uh, I mean, really, just the, if they're playing the Titans or something like that, I guess in the situation, I don't like them against the Bills. But if they were playing the Titans, then I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd ride with the Browns, and I, even without Stefanski. But because he's mm-hmm. not there, I can't I can't pick against the Sears. Like it's the smart pick. I want to do it, but it makes me sad. But I don't know. They got something cooking there. They'll be back, I think. um, You know, in the next handful of years, hopefully. I just, I, I don't see them escaping with their COVID troubles now, and it kind of fucking sucks. I don't know if I'd say, you know, hey NFL, like extend the playoffs just for them, but yeah, it really. I mean, they they did have to they did have to play a game against. You know, that that eventually cost them their division, I think, because did they end up losing that game? Yeah, they lost the Jets, I think, mm-hmm. where they didn't have any receivers. Yep. So it's like, I, you know, they had to play that one when the Steelers and Ravens got postponed so many times. And it's just, it sucks. 
But I think, yeah, I don't know. Follow COVID protocol, boys and girls. Yeah. All right, and let's go. Uh, let's just go. To, let's keep going down the AFC. Mm-hmm. So, divisional so round. We have the same. We have the same we three the same teams coming out this weekend. Yep. Yep. So we have the number three Steelers going to Buffalo against the number two Bills and getting uh, boat raced by my calculation. I have, I have the Bills winning that one. Um, the Bills are, lack of better words, a fucking wagon right now. No way. Um, circles the wagon nobody circles them like i mean they <laughs> they got hot they got hot at the right time i think maybe mm-hmm. could argue maybe a little too early i don't know i don't know they've been hot for a while but i i think i like them so much better than the steelers oh yeah i, I mean this, they, they are two teams going in opposite directions yeah i don't think they're they their offense has zero chance of keeping up i don't think mm-hmm. yeah no, be I, I, I agree with that i mean the, the Bills just, I mean, what they did to the Dolphins that, you know, widely regarded, including by myself, is a pretty good defense in a game the Dolphins absolutely had to win at the end of the season. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they just waxed them. And I just, I don't they know how you can, them. yeah, I don't know how yeah. you can look at that and not just get scared as any other team, you know, the AFC yeah. or NFC, honestly. Um. All right. The next one, then obviously we have the number five Ravens going to the number one Chiefs. Uh, unless you have an upset, I think we both are probably going to have the Chiefs winning this one. Thanks for coming out, Ravens. Yeah. I just... I think this is going to be closer than... I, I, I think it's going to be close. the other one. I think this one's going to be a relatively close game. And I, I think that the... It's just the Chiefs and Mahomes and them, just they just have the Ravens number. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's just going to be one of those situations where if Lamar is a longtime quarterback for the Ravens, and obviously we know Mahomes will be a long-time quarterback for the Chiefs. I just think it's going to be one of those situations where he just kind of just owns them every time they play, for yeah, more, more I, often than not. I have a feeling that's that's probably going to be the case. The thing I would say about the Chiefs in this game, I think they are going to have some trouble with the Ravens' defense. I don't think that they're going to breeze through and do their whole, you know, three touchdowns, you know, super fast, just bombing it to Tyreek Hill. I mean, the Ravens' defense is good. And the Chiefs yeah. at times this year have been, you know, somewhat frustrated. You know, they, they haven't necessarily looked that worried about it in the moment, but there have been times where they have struggled to get drives going against, you know, much lesser defenses, talking the, you know, the Falcons or, you know, other teams like that in the last uh, last handful of weeks. I, I still think the Chiefs do pull away and win it just because, you know, Mahomes will activate the clutch gene. But... Mm-hmm. I, I this is this is my favorite game I think of the divisional games like of the four that I have kind of standed out here. Yeah, I mean it should be a good one. I I think you could make an argument I, I for having the Bills the hottest offense probably or most explosive offense I'll say I think the Packers are more consistent, but the Bills are the most like explosive at least in December. Um, well, I mean, the Packers are the most the explosive of MVS wears really, really sticky gloves. So, <sighs> right. um, so yeah, I, I, I think the Chiefs will win close. I think all the games that the Chiefs are going to be in are going to be close. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just think that they're just a better oh, team. So, so you're you're coming around on my uh, Chiefs aren't as amazing as everyone says. No, they but are. look at last year's like, playoffs. They came back in in all the games. Yeah, but I mean, then they, they won by like thirty points in all the games. Uh, not all the games, but I'm saying I did, I think that the they will have the this will be their you know a bit of a test for at least uh, the defense that they face. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's um, fair. All right, let's go to the AFC championship game. Uh, so that means we have the Bills and Chiefs. Um, I we might have a difference here, but oh, you think we do? I think we might. Well, why don't um, you say who you have? I I'm I'm sticking with it. Uh, I'm sticking with my preseason pre- prediction or what I had earlier Ooh. in the year. I have the the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. Um, I explain I just, yourself. I think the Bills got hot too early, and I think it's going to run out a little bit at the wrong time. Where Josh Allen has been playing great, he has the the leap that he has made. He's done everything that we've said he needed to do, um, and what everyone said that he's needed to do. He's made that. But I got to give it to coaching. I like Sean McDermott a lot. Andy Reid's going to have something. Like, they're they're going to get up. I know they have not looked great. They looked very vulnerable. But I feel like that's lulling people into a self, you know, uh, a false security. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to think that they're okay, and then that's when the Chiefs are going to get hot again. I think they're going to get hot right in the playoffs. And it's going to start with that big win over that great defense that the Ravens have. They're going to test them, and I think they're going to be able to go in that track meet against the Bills and come out on top. Now, I have to disagree with you here. I just don't Finally, see... Finally, get some disagreement. Yeah, so it's about it's about time, because we've, we've gone five for five on the same page I feel like we're going to disagree on the NFC side. I feel like the NFC is going to be a lot of disagreements. Yeah, you you may be on to something there. I won't spoil <laughs> it, but... Um, so, I, I think the Bills come away with the victory here, and they get their ticket to the Super Bowl. I think that they just want it more. That's kind of... I've watched the Chiefs more this season than I did in previous seasons, and there just seems to kind of be a lack of urgency. I call it like the the Tyreek Hill mindset, where he'll stop on the one-yard line and do a backflip. It feels like they don't take their game super seriously, and with one exception this year, it hasn't actually come back and bitten them in that they've lost. I mean, they've had some close games, and they've had to sweat it out a couple times, uh, you know, rely on field goals or their opponent missing field goals. But they haven't really gotten punished for it yet, and I think that the Bills are going to put up, you know, enough points on the Chiefs' defense, and they're going to have to keep up, and I think that the Bills' defense is just good enough to expose some of the flaws in the uh, the perfect Chiefs. And you know what they say, nobody circles wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And I think Josh Allen is going to the Super Bowl. All right. I mean, I'm glad we have a disagree have a difference here. Um we very sad okay. if 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 they don't. <laughs> I I wanted so any Bills fans, like I wanted to pick you, but I had also had kind of a feeling that you'd be picking the Bills. Uh, if, if you're pandering and... to the fans, I mean, besides Minnesota, our highest fan count is in Virginia, so you should really be a big football team guy. No, but like but thinking about like the, the Bills the Bills are the AFC version of the Vikings. I mean, historically speaking, they just had to lose all their four Super Bowls in a row. Um, yeah, their own four and, Super Bowls. The Stephon Diggs is their number one receiver. Like, I mean, it it has been oh, foretold. And, and just, just saying, like they the historically they are you know the, they're they're a winning team. I think I know the Vikings definitely are. They have one of the highest win percentages in the league, and mm. definitely no Super Bowl. They're like all time. And so that's like, I, I, I feel like they're of our kindred spirit, um, which is just what made the digs thing. So kind of funny a little bit. 
where it's like, I don't know, where their fans were so, I don't know, butthurt about us saying, <laughs> we don't know if Josh Allen's really going to make him happy, but he has. I, th- I think Josh you're Allen speaking to a league. couple fans on, on Twitter that you've been interacting with, but yeah. Oh no, more than a couple. It's it's a very <laughs> loud amount. Bills Mafia is rabid on Josh Allen, which is good. You want to be that way about your quarterback. You should be. Every fan base should be. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, some just like to criticize a quarterback that's has the highest passer rating in their team's history. What I don't. A specific I don't know hypothetical why. you just laid out. Yeah, I, I just uh, you know who qual- who qualified for the through fifteen hundred pass attempts while as a Viking. So I don't, I don't, and he shattered it. I don't know why that is. One hundred and three point six to ninety one point five. Don't know. I don't know why this random weird. numbers I'm pulling out. Weird, weird, weird. Um, so all right, let's go to the NFC side. So my uh, mid season NFC picture was I had the Saints at one, Packers at two, Seahawks three, Eagles. I said LOL, but that at that point. Who knew? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I feel well, like we get a pass for the NFC You could just say NFC East because I said Eagles too. And you can just pencil an NFC East team that will lose. And it, yeah. I, th- I feel like that counts. Or will they? Oh. No, just <laughs> uh, then five, five Bucks, six Cardinals, seven Vikings. So obviously that's where some – the thing though about this, we should have been. You know, that's where we, it's like we, we were We should right have anticipated there. the, the Chergotsky run – I, if Nick Foles had stayed in, I think you would have been right. I mean, what do they go? They went five and one, and they ended at eight and eight. eight I mean, eight. like, okay. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> I don't know who really had the better season. I don't know. Um, I I just think, oh man, imagine if you could take the Bears' first half and our second half. Oh, pretty good. I mean, you know. Um, yeah. All right. I, uh, so my NFC. Well, yeah, my NFC, I had uh, Seahawks number one, Saints, Packers, and then Eagles, you know, rounding out the division winners. So, right teams except for the East, which who cares? Uh, wrong order, similar to, uh, you know, what I had in the AFC. Then I had the Bucks, Cards, and Vikings. So, just like you, I uh, I believed too much. And yeah. I got burned. To, to be fair, though, it's like, are the Rams... Are the Rams really better than the Cardinals? Because well, without God, the Rams had put it on recently. Because the issue with yeah. the Rams when we made this, let's see, this was in Week Nine, so yep. the Rams had just let's see, beaten the Seahawks, but lost to the Dolphins, and we were like sure. three. Yeah, I think they were like, eight three at that point, or around there, because I don't know if they had their buy yet, or you know, they were around that number, seven and yeah. three, eight and three. And so it's just kind of like we weren't really sure, and they they have you know looked better I think since that point, and then up until recently now that they don't have a quarterback, things are things are once again nebulous. Yeah. Um. So we were we weren't too far off. Uh. But let's go week by week here in the wild card. We obviously then have the number uh seven bears traveling to the number two saints um this is gonna be a funny game this is gonna be a very funny game so the line right now is new orleans is 10 favorite over under 47 um uh, i don't know what i did what i was thinking today but i have the bears winning what <laughs> yeah. why how well, alvin kamara might not be able to play why? Michael Thomas is just clear for practice. Yeah. He's not being removed mm. from that list yet. Not been cleared yet. 
Mm. Um, and even if he does, what's the capacity? Because, you know, do they want to send him back right away and risk him getting COVID again for when they play like a better team? They might be overlooking this team. Well, and last what week they the were Bears? playing with Ty Montgomery at running back. Yeah. Gurr, um, still don't what's, like him, but. What is their, what's their biggest, what's the Bears defense biggest strength? Uh, punching people. Well, that too, Akeem Hicks is playing, but, um, <laughs> no, they're, they're run defense. They, that, that is what they are. And I, I don't, Drew Brees has looked terrible. I just don't trust that he can throw it downfield. And if it's going to be an ugly game where it's just running it, I give the edge to David Montgomery and the Bears. I, I don't know. I think this game is going to be close. Let me put it this way. I can see the Bears covering, but I don't see them winning this game. I, I just think in a season that we've had, weird things are happening. And I would not be shocked if the Bears somehow beat the Saints because they overlook them. They're looking at the Bucks. They're looking at the Packers. They're looking, you know, at the other teams that they have to face. And they're just looking at like this. This is a trivial game for, I don't know. It's a trap game. I mean, I, I, I do see the trap game aspect given, you know, the the current, uh, you know, opinions floating around about Chicago and how they are just complete frauds, which I share. But because I share that, I just I don't see them. I don't see them making it through. So, well, that's so right off the bat. We're already disagreeing. This is much more interesting yeah. than the AFC. All right. And then so you obviously have the Saints winning. Yes. Um, so then we have the number six Rams going to Seattle. Number three, Seahawks. Uh, this one would have been interesting, I think, if Goff was able to play. I don't yeah. think he is. I can't imagine he just had to have this surgery. This is going to be another ugly game, though, because the Seahawks have been an ugly fucking team recently. Yeah. The I mean, Seahawks they, last couple they weeks. manhandled the, the Rams just last week. Um, mm-hmm. and they're, Yeah, they're no, just, and that is look, true. Well, and they won back, by 11 points. That's not a manhandling. But 20, 20 to 9, though. I mean... Holding that Rams offense, I know it's with Wolford, but like if it's Wolford again, what makes you think it's gonna be different? At Seattle too. Yeah, no, I that's think, true. And I think that the the quarterback makes this a pretty a pretty simple choice to make. Yeah, I think it will be ugly. I I don't see them, you know, the Seahawks lightening it up on the scoreboard, but I I just think it's gonna be, you know, it, I think Russell Wilson and this Seahawks offense is gonna channel what they were more like in the first half of the year than they were in the second half. Yeah. I I think they will win this game, you know, 24 to 13 and it will just be pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, I have the Seahawks winning and I think you do as well. Uh, last, last one is the number five Buccaneers traveling to Washington to take on the football team. Um, so you're going to pick the bears, but not the football team. Is that what you're about to line? (laughs) Yeah, because what what have what's what have the Buccaneers offense done in the last month? Uh, some stuff. I think they've scored some points. Some some stuff. Yeah, some stuff. Yeah. Um, so the over under is eight. Or the over under eight. The over under is forty five. Over under is eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the line is eight. The over under mm-hmm. is forty five. I got the Bucks winning this one. Yeah, I have the Bucks winning this one too. I think this will be this will be a very interesting game to suss out the Bucks. I mean, they're playing, uh, you know, the football team who I think is more of a known quantity. The Bucks have been a little up and down uh, at times this year, but uh, you know, I, I think that the Bucks are definitely 
improving week to week. Their last couple of weeks have been very good offensively and defensively. And uh, I got to read you a quote that I have. Uh, Bruce Arians was asked about the upcoming game. And he, you know, the the question was framed like, well, you know, the football team is only seven and nine, and he said, "We're not playing a seven and nine team. We're playing a four and one team. We're not playing Dwayne Haskins. We're playing Alex Smith." <laughs> Ouch! Right. That's just you know, Dwayne Haskins out here just getting roasted. He's not even it's in the pretty, league anymore. Pretty fair though. Like, no, it's you know. true. Yeah, and and I think. Uh, this game is similar to me in that I look at like the Bills against the Steelers. I think it's going to take a Herculean effort from the Washington football team's defense to win this game. I don't see their offense being able to put up points. I think Alex Smith, it's a great story, and he should, probably should win comeback player of the year. I could see, you know, just mm. from what it is. But I just, I don't see that they, their offense really putting up points I, because the Bucs don't you. have a bad defense. Yeah. A good defense. I agree with you. Um, and I, I think that, you know, the Bucks do have, you know, what it takes to keep Washington from scoring. I don't think this will be a tremendously high scoring game because I think that the football team will, you know, be able to get to Brady and make him uncomfortable, but I just don't see a way for them to advance after this round. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go on to our divisional round. So obviously now here's where we differ a little bit. So mm-hmm. mine, I have the. Number five Bucks versus the number three Seahawks, and I have um, the Saints in the Seahawks. So, who do you have winning that game? I have the Seahawks taking that game. Right, so do I. Yep. I have the Seahawks winning as well. So it's that, at least we stay there. So we have the Seahawks uh, going to the NFC Championship game. I mean, I see them. I, I guess I don't really have to to make the case against the Saints if you think the freaking Bears are going to beat the Saints. <laughs> Um, but I think that the Seahawks, you know, have a more potent offense, all things considered, and the Saints, I just think that this is going to be the, you know, Drew Brees is probably done moment, and it's, it's not well, going to feel they've good. already said that's, that's like the league-wide expectation is Consensus, that he's going to retire yeah. the year. But um, he's going to, he's going to look like he should have retired a year ago. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be a tough look. Oh, he's he's already been off the cliff. I mean, mm-hmm. he threw, he he played as bad as he did against the Vikings on Christmas. I threw two picks. Yep. I mean, the ball is terrific. He can't throw it downfield. Yeah. Um, so now, who who did you have in this game? You had. Uh... So I had the Bucks. Bucks versus the Seahawks. Okay, Bucks. Seahawks, I had the Seahawks you, winning. And you still have. I had the okay, Seahawks yeah. winning this one. Yeah, I think it's the home factor is going to play into it. Um, even though Tom has has a history of playing outdoors in January, um. You know, and not very warm weather. I I do think that he's the Seahawks, like I said, yeah, not really. I do <laughs> think the Seahawks are going to catch fire again. Um, that's that's my picture here. Yeah, so that's fair. The other one, I have the, the number seven Bears going to Lambo again. Tell the me the outcome of this game that you have, Adam. I have the Packers win. Ah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I, like you, I, I was I like, you're just reason. fucking with me. Like your whole bracket is just like the make Kevin upset bracket. I I was really really close. The one thing I was almost at, I had the Bucks originally because I, I the, the Bears were something that I changed on after mm-hmm. kind of thinking about it more. Um, so originally it was the Bucks, and I'd be hard pressed not to pick the Bucks over the the Packers. 
Well, guess but, what uh, my matchup is in my version of the bracket. Uh, it's the Bucks Packers. Packers. Yeah. And you know, I think that the Packers, as a football team, have gotten you know a bit more consistent since that game with the Bucks. That that kind of game hasn't happened since, and that was I mean, what was that like week five, maybe week six? So I think that the Packers have kind of improved, you know, in terms of their comfort with the offense. And the Bucks, meanwhile, you know, in the last five or six games, had that horrible performance against the Saints. So if you're going to judge the Packers on their performance week six, you got to judge the Bucks against the Saints in its, you know, basically identical. Um, and I just think that... I mean, you technically don't because it's not against that team, but... Yeah, but everyone has the film out there and everyone can kind of get found out and get, you know, surprised by a super effective, you know, defensive game plan and things like that. And so I don't know. I just I see Tom Brady not doing well in primetime, not doing well in the cold. And I see the Packers doing what they did to the Titans, to the Bucks at Lambeau. I think the home field in this case is massive. You see, you have it them doing what they did to the Titans? Not what they did to the Titans in that they will win by, you know, multiple, multiple scores. But I have them clearly looking, you know, more comfortable and playing, you know, that way. Where, especially for the first half of that Titans game, they kind of got their feet under them afterwards. But when it first started, I mean, they just looked confused and kind of uncomfortable you know writ large and so i i have the packers winning this game and heading to the nfc championship game um i just i don't think that tom can do it in the cold prove me wrong tom. Even, even even though he spent like two decades in new england weather all yeah, like no, playing but that, December that was January. the old tom this is the new tom is it, it's literally a year ago yeah it, like, and look what <laughs> yeah and and what did he do the last time he played a playoff game uh in new england how, did, how what was his last pass was it a was it a pick six to the freaking <laughs> titans give me a break i just like <laughs> how many picks did aaron throw against them the bucks earlier in the year like i i just feel like tom started okay, off this whatever. season on his streak he started it in the last year's playoffs he threw three pick sixes in three consecutive he still games threw 40 touchdowns this year no i know i'm not old. i'm not trying to say that he's completely washed i've backed off of that a little you've bit, been but saying I, it all season no Don't, i haven't said on. it in the last gotta, couple weeks to i have not hill. said it in you the have last to die on this hill couple weeks you can knock him off i'm not letting you he's, off the hill he is partially washed he is dry stay cleaned, up there but no, you stay you don't <laughs> commit commit fully commit kevin but i will say he will look washed as fuck out there in the cold at night in lambeau field in a game that he, I, I think he will be miserable and so i have the packers advancing i'm just saying you'd make a great defensive back because you are backpedaling the shit out of the tom brady washed i just respect yourself come on <laughs> Have some conviction. Can't make me. All right. I can't make you respect myself. So, <laughs> so NFC Championship, we have the same teams. Wow. Again. That's, We're back. That's, that's actually pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, we got a little different way to get there, but that's actually interesting. So I'm curious to see what you do here. Uh, the number. I don't want to talk about Scott. this. I picked the Packers. I don't want to talk about it at all, though. I just oh, want to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Bowl. We're going to spend some time here. Number three Seahawks going to the number one Packers. Uh, another Cause, rematch. Because when I was filling Packer out Seahawks uh, game, when I was filling out this bracket, and mm-hmm. I just you know I I wasn't planning out the end game of it, and I got to this game and I went fuck. 
Because, like, I I still think I still like the Packers' chances at home. Russell Wilson is one in four against the Packers in the postseason at Lambeau, but I I will be a disaster for this entire game. The Packers could be up by a hundred points, and I would be sitting there rocking back and forth gently and freaking out to myself. Like if this happens, I. I I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do. I honestly don't. <laughs> so it's it scares me. So why don't you why don't you talk to me about how you feel? Because I I can't possibly approach this with a level head. Uh so this is going to stick with it. I I think that the Seahawks are the most after is a bit of the afterthought because of how their season kind of was and how other offenses kind of shined when they were the talk of the town or talk of the league beginning of the year. I got the Seahawks going into Lambeau and winning. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily be pretty, but I just, uh, I think clock's going to strike midnight on the Packers. And I, I've spent, I spent this year talking about it, talking about how, you know, a team kind of punches them in the mouth a little bit, like the Bucks did early in the year. The Packers have been very good. I just think that the Seahawks will be better that day. Do I think they're the better team as a whole? Probably not. But I, I have the Seahawks being the Packers going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see this matchup definitely going in that direction. You know, I, I could see this especially being one of those, you know, hot start, cold third and or second and third quarter kind of games. Um, mm-hmm. you know, against the Seahawks defense that, well, not great, has definitely improved since the start of the season. I mean, they were on a historic pace at the beginning of the season in terms of allowing yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I could see it. Uh, I will have to like lock myself in a vault during this game. or I don't even know what I'm going to have to do if it happens. But... Oh no, I, I want, I need to see this. I, if it gets to this game, I have to, I have uh... to be there. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> like, okay, I have it, to. it has to be at like a, it has to be not in my show. apartment because <laughs> I, I don't want that side of me to come out here. This is a place of Zen. We can go to, we can go to Dustin's house. There we go. Oh yeah, I can. People won't even notice a third party there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just, I think that, um, I don't know. I the basically meaning I think the Packers defense will let the team down. I think I think that they won't be able to get consistent stops because the Seahawks offense will come around in the postseason, and I think the Seahawks defense is. Sneaky good again, like playing well. This, like it's, this will be a big. If it happens, this will be a big DK Metcalf game because yeah. Lockett and Alexander will be, you know, probably paired up together, and so yeah. I don't expect him to have a lot of success against Jair, especially because he's kind of fallen off a freaking cliff the last few. Although weeks he's of the got season. that, he has that. He got another moon ball from from well, Russell. Well, no, and see, that's the thing. Where it's like insane. I would say put Jair on DK, but as soon as you do that, Lockett's going to have three hundred yards. You know, he's going to yeah. have his like once every eight weeks awesome game, and so I also I do also that. don't think Jair. I don't like he's small. Like he's like five ten. Yeah, I he think. doesn't match up specifically. I don't. With DK I don't think well. he plays plays well against like whereas. Big, King is much larger and more physical, 
and he also uh, sucks at tackling anyone <laughs> ever. He, we didn't talk about. It. He had like four or five of the human torpedo moments this last week against the Bears, where some guy caught it in the flex. That's all one of the Bears which do. Darnell Darnell Mooney, their yep. tiny. Yeah, and he and you could see King just just go flying past. I'm like, dude, use your arms. Like, what is wrong with you? Don't just launch yourself. That and also, Uh, I forgot to I forgot to rant about it at the time. But there needs to be some sort like Matt Lafleur needs to just put the Smiths into a drill at the end of every practice, and it's like you have to run like. You know, 20 suicides per offsides you get the week before. They got it on the same play. Both of them ran offsides on one of the plays this last week. They, they're they good for one a week, and it's at the worst possible times. And they did it this last week. They both ran offsides. He threw it to the flat, and uh, Amos uh, stripped it and recovered it, and it didn't count because they were both offsides. And I was like, you guys aren't even that effective when you're offsides. Like, it's not worth it. Just chill out. Okay, rant over. Right, Sorry, I had to get that out. So our Super Bowl then is going to be different, but uh, it's actually very different. So we just picked the opposite teams. We had the so, same NFC Championship games, and we have completely different opposite. Super Bowls. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so then I then have the number three Seahawks against the number one Chiefs, and you have the number two Bills against the number one Packers. All right, uh, continue your Chiefs domination. Come on, let me hear it. Chiefs win and repeat. That's all I'm going to say. There it is. There it is. He's fucking white bread. Terrible. Chiefs win and repeat. Um, and Mahomes and Reed we trust, baby. Yeah, I mean, if that if that is the matchup, I think I do like the Chiefs to repeat there. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know, I don't believe in the Seahawks offense quite as much as you do. I think that, you know, they've, they've done a lot of scoring towards the end of games. I mean, they were loosened to the Rams at one point. Uh, or no, the 49ers at one point this last week until they kind of got their butts in gear and actually score a touchdown. So I just I just think I, I picked I them because like mm-hmm. they've shown this year they're they get into a lot of ugly games and they find ways to win those games. You're, you're talking about and the I Chiefs, think in the, right? No, the the Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks. Okay, both gotcha. teams, both teams really, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Yeah. Um and the 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 teams the the ones that find ways to win typically go pretty far because like most playoff games are ugly. They're mm-hmm. usually not like cakewalks, typically. At least no team just breezes through the playoffs. You know, they run into some adversity here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think their ability to win games like that, I think, will prove it. Because the, the the Packers really haven't had to win ugly. They've either kind of won handily by a couple scores, or they, you know, had like a Bucks game. Well, or I feel like even it's like kind a of game where they got punched in the mouth. Like I think it's yeah, it's kind of an interesting know. thing with the Packers though, where like I mean, it was an ugly game against the Bears until it wasn't. I feel like a lot of times the they quarter. end up. I mean, they put no, up twenty one in the second. They put up twenty one in the second, but then at the end of the third quarter, or no, in the in the fourth quarter though, they kind of got it back, and I I don't know, it just it wasn't quite. As you know, you see this thirty-five to sixteen, and you think it was an ass kicking, and it was pretty close for a while. At the end of the third quarter, it was sixteen to twenty-one. I mean, it was a five-point game. They very well, and they were in field goal range. Could have kicked a field goal, made it a two-point game. And I just, I'm, end, I'm a weird believer away. in that. I think a Super Bowl winning team goes through adversity or like some sort of having to overcome something. And I just, I just don't think that the Packers really have. Would you say losing thirty-eight year. to ten would be would count as adversity? 
No, but that because that was in week four or five, as you pointed out. That was yeah, you better, you gotta get the adversity ago. out of the way early. No, otherwise. like and that's 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 a distant <laughs> memory. They probably don't remember that game. I mean, oh, I Aaron Rodgers remembers every game. He's he 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 takes things. He he files them away. So yeah. I I also want to make a make a quick point. Um, actually, I'll let you go. I'll I'll, I'll save this for the end. I'll let you pick yours. What's All right. Your Super Bowl? So my Super Bowl is the Bills and the Packers. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, first of all, I think this is a really fucking fun Super Bowl. I think this is way more fun than your Super Bowl because um, it kind of discounts the Chiefs, who are the odds-on favorite after last year, the defending champs. And it's two teams that haven't been in a very long time. The Seahawks have been, you know, more recently. And it's two teams that also have pretty prolific offenses and kind of you know, average to below average defense is not quite bad, but not, you know, definitely not great. And I think it's going to be very interesting, um, you know, to see how they go. I think it's going to kind of be a track meet. And in mm-hmm. that situation, I, you know, I believe in Aaron Rodgers and him trying to, you know, get at least one more ring in his career more than Josh Allen. I think that Maybe in the Super Bowl, we start to see a couple glimpses of, you know, Josh Allen of old, where he's just like fumbling the ball backwards in the middle of the field and stuff like that. And I, I think he's had a tremendous season. But I, I mean, what do you think about that hypothetical matchup? I'm curious. Uh, I th- if it were a Bills Packers Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I, I I would say I have to go with the Bills in that game. I I know this is not me just trying to be like <laughs> a rival or like not wanting the Packers to win. Mm-hmm. Because like I, I think if it's anyone if they play anyone other than the Chiefs or the Bills, they probably they win the Super Bowl. But those two teams I put ahead of the Packers. I just mm-hmm. think that the Bills offense, as we've said, is a wagon right now. Yeah. Um my argument is that they caught two Fire too hot or got uh, too early. And, you know, I think that's going to be a little bit of a downfall, but their defense has played extremely well. And I think that that's where I think that the pa- the Bills defense will play better than the Packers defense would against the uh, against each other. I think that's where the big X factor is, because both offenses can basically kind of score points at will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do worry more about the Packers kind of if they don't get into a rhythm early they can sometimes stall out and they had to kind of rely on Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things, which he has been able to do this year, obviously. Um, yeah. My, my theory hinges greatly around uh, Jair being able to maybe not shut down, but severely limit the production of digs because after that, I mean, Beasley and John Brown, those guys, they're not slouches, but that is kind of the engine of the Bills. They don't have a running game sure. that's, you know, incredibly prolific or anything they like that. They don't really commit so. to it. Yeah, they, they basically no, they like don't. give it, yeah. like, like, maybe 10 carries, which mm-hmm. is, like... Split between two guys, and neither one of which yeah. is super special. So, I mean, and the other part of this is that, hey, if I want to predict that my guys, like, go to the Super Bowl, like, what kind of fan would I be to be like, and then they're going to fucking lose? Like, that That sucks. So... I don't want to. I'm glad you. I'm glad you didn't go the route of trying to reverse jinx the Super Bowl win here. No, glad you're. You you got putting all your eggs in that basket. No, I reverse jinxed you enough in the fantasy championships. I don't need to do that in in actual football. You didn't even like say anything to me. 
I told you you were fine, like, all of Monday. I kept saying it. I was like, yeah, oh, that was it. And you, I also you were wasn't even watching this game. Bad, but I was, <laughs> you were nowhere near as bad as Karsten, like, was. Like, he was, I was mm-hmm. reversing the shit out of Karsten the week before. But, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, the reverse jinx so is, I, a, is a very solid strategy, by the way. That's, that, oh, that shit's absolutely. real. I mean, you don't need to yeah. do it, but, like, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I thought about doing that, picking the Packers, but my heart would have died a little bit if I picked them. <laughs> and because I, I honestly don't, I don't believe they'll win the Super Bowl, um, for many see. reasons that I pointed out this year. Uh, I do want to make one point here. Uh, mm-hmm. A comparison I kind of noticed. Um, so have you ever noticed the vast similarities between Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Carter? No. So Aaron Carter, the I want candy guy, you know uh-huh. him. So like both vaguely, are names are yes. Both their names are Aaron. Okay. And check, neither, check box and, one. and neither of them talk to their family, and that's mm. that's that's where the similarities is that run. is that the whole list. I feel like there are. And I feel I, like yeah. there's got to be more on that list. No, nope, no, nope, that's that's what I got. Well. Pretty sure Aaron does pretty, talk to some of his family yeah. members now. I'm pretty sure that was like years ago. Here, let me let me let me Google it right now. I want to see what. No, I, I don't. You don't need to Google it. All right. So <laughs> that's been our full full playoff full full playoff prediction. We're running through it, but we're obviously what we're going to do now weeks going forward. We're not going to be having any more segments. Segments are a regular season thing. Um, we are going to be going through each game as we go and obviously games get less and less we'll spend more time on it uh in this game with an additional wild cards we'll have a little more to talk about next week um all right unless you have any last last minute wild card playoff things before we send her off here kevin no not really i can't find any articles one way or the other so. all right that's yeah that's what i thought uh aaron carter aaron Rodgers, more similar is than you think until proven wrong which you can't do it um all right this has been the third and forever football podcast presented by 10,000 takes uh thanks again for listening to our episode you can go to 10,000 takes by visiting their website at 10ktakesmn.com find them on facebook twitter tiktok and instagram if you just search 10,000 takes or 10k takes uh you can also find third and forever on twitter uh at uh third underscore forever 10k you can find links to me and Kevin's profiles on there, as well as all of our episodes that we post on that. Uh, you can also, if you just want to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just type in Third and Forever, uh, and you'll see us by presented by 10,000 Takes. I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, final words. First round bye, baby. Bye.